I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Everything about your life is not open game for the whole world to know if you don't want it to be. Work on your game. 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 Approaching the game aggressively, with that aggression, with that confidence to dominate a game. Dre Baldwin, DreAllDay.com. Work on your game. My next live event called Work On Your Game Live will be taking place January 21st and 22nd, Miami, Florida. The two-day event will be covering leadership on day one, communication on day two. But let me tell you what's more important than even the material I'm going to give you on those two days, because you already listened to my show. You've read my books. You already know about me. You know I'm 100% substance all the time. No fluff, no garbage. But what's even more important than what you're going to get from me at that Work On Your Game Live are the people that you're going to meet. I get people coming to me all the time asking, Dre, I need better quality prospects. I need to build a network. I need to make connections. I want to have better and higher quality relationships. How does that happen then? It does not happen through your phone. It doesn't happen through social media. It doesn't happen on Facebook. It doesn't go down in the DM. You need to meet people face to face, person to person, eye to eye, look people in their faces and shake hands where you are physically in the same space as them. That's where real relationships get built. And you ask anyone you know who is very successful or a person you know who makes a lot of money, whatever you consider to be a lot, I guarantee you they have a whole lot of in-person, real-life relationships. Doesn't mean they don't use the phone or computer, but those relationships get built and the real money gets made when face-to-face interactions and handshakes occur. If you want to be one of those people and you're ready to step up to that next level, you need to go to where the relationships and the connections are at. And the next place they're going to be at is in Miami, January 21st, 22nd, and work on your game live. Go to workonyourgame.live to get all details, register your seat, and I'll see you in Miami. That's workonyourgame.live. All my coaching programs are now open at workonyourgameuniversity.com. We have the self-directed learning where you can get access to 37 plus courses. That's over 2,800 lessons that I have created over the years. You can take them at your own pace and you get lifetime access to all of them. That's one level. The next level is the group coaching programs. I have the Bulletproof Mindset program and the branding and business program where you get live Zoom calls with me where I do a training and an open Q&A and you get the community access, member only community where you can make those connections and build relationships with other people who are on the same journey as you and are like minded individuals that are just as serious as you are about working on their game third level is the third day mastermind that is the only place that i offer one-on-one coaching that is for high level professionals and entrepreneurs who want the personalized direct attention straight from me not part of a group but working with me one-on-one all three levels you can get access you can get all details and you can get started by going to work on your game university.com that's work on your game university.com you are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves all of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, philosophies, principles, strategies, approaches, mindsets, tactics, 
and a bunch of books and this daily masterclass that is called Work On Your Game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is your business is not the world's business. Your business is not everyone else's business. Your business can be just your business. I'll explain where this is coming from in one moment. First, let me tell everybody that I send out a daily motivation text message every day. If you want to receive it, just send me a quick text right now at the number 305-384-6894. Once you text me there and we confirm you, you'll get my very next daily motivation text, which I send out, as I said, every morning, and you'll be able to engage with me there. You can respond to those texts. I do reply to my texts and get, go back and forth with people if you have questions or challenges and things like that. And I send other perks and bonuses to my text community that I'm not mentioning right here, but you will get once you're in there. So the number again, 305-384-6894. Now, this topic today, your business is not everybody's business. This one is really about how much of your own life you feel like, or maybe you are have been enticed to believe you need to share with everyone else, that you need to share with the whole world. You don't have to share everything. I told you back in episode 1989 why you don't need to be famous, maybe why you might not even want to when it comes to creating the success that you want in your life. And if you're sharing your business or you feel like you need to share your business in order to make money, you absolutely don't. You listen to episode 1989, you'll understand that. If you feel like you need to share all your business even to get yourself known, you don't need to do that either. And especially if you feel like you need to share your business in order to validate yourself to other people or to be accepted by the world, absolutely don't do that. Now, this is the line. There is a, there is a line between how much we have normally been comfortable sharing of ourselves with the public and that line is kind of being pushed. That line is being pushed further and further. More and more people are sharing more things that, frankly, when I hear about it, I'm like, why is this person sharing this? I understand if there was something connected to their business or something strategic. Why are they putting all of their business out there in the street? And these are people who, it's not like these are nobody people who are putting their business in the street in order to get attention. These are people who already have attention. They're already known. They're already, by the way that we measure success, they are already successful. They're already making money, at least from what is being you know, told. Why are they putting all their business in the street? I, sometimes I'm looking at it, I'm like, why are they doing this? But that's actually what led me to talking about what I'm talking about here today. And I'll give you some examples in a moment. But everything doesn't have to be open game. Everything about your life is not open game for the whole world to know if you don't want it to be. So my argument is you can draw a line for yourself, even though it seems that many people, even very well-known, notable and already successful people seem to be pushing this line further and further. Again, why they're doing this, I don't quite understand. But hey, that's their business. So. so but since they put it in the street, being is their business, now is everybody's business. So let's talk about it. Point number one. Today's topic, once again, is your business is not everybody's business. Number one, there was a legendary basketball coach by the name of John Thompson. He coached the Georgetown Hoyas during their heyday of dominance back in the 80s and going into the 90s. He coached Patrick Ewing, Kimbe Mutombo, Alonzo Mourning, Allen Iverson, legendary coach John Thompson. And in his biography, which I have not yet read, but someone mentioned this, and that's how I got this idea here. John Thompson said that he has a public life, a personal life, and a private life. I like that. Now, many of us would usually think there's only two, right? There's the public and the private or public and personal, but he said it's three. And I actually like that he makes this distinction. I've never heard that angle before, 
but I like this neat way of explaining it. And the way that I would explain that is public life is the stuff that you do that you know everybody is looking at. Personal life are the things about you that you might, and actually, let me add to the public life. These are things that you do that not only do you know everybody knows about, but you might even do things knowing that people are going to know about it. Maybe you do things on purpose so that people know about it. That's your public life. For example, if you have a YouTube channel, whatever you record and put out on video, that's your public life. You're putting that out there because you want people to see it. I want you to know that I have a book called The Third Day, which you can get for free if you just cover the shipping by going to thirddaybook.com. Okay, I want you to know that's part of my public life. Part of my public life that anything I post on Instagram, like, hey, here I am outside taking a walk. Here I am on vacation visiting Philadelphia. Here I am in Las Vegas doing a speaking gig. Those are public life things, things that you know purposely people are going to see and you want them to see it. Now, your personal life, those are the things. And again, this is my definition. This is not from John Thompson. Your personal life are the things that you share that are more personal to you. They're not public like you wanted to be on a, you needed to be on the cover of the newspaper necessarily, but there are things that are personally about you that matter to you on a personal level, not on a such so much as a business level, but you don't mind people knowing about them. This is like, let's say somebody like a well-known, let's say a basketball coach. You take someone like Doc Rivers, who's a coach of my hometown, Philadelphia 76ers. He's married. We know who his wife is. He has kids. We know who his kids are. If he has a dog, we might know who his dog is if he puts that on his Instagram or something like that. So the personal life are things like that that you share. You post pictures of your kids or you tell people who your wife is. And you post pictures with your wife or you go on a vacation and you tell everybody where you're going or your grandma dies and you tell everybody that your grandma died. It's personal to you. But at the same time, you're telling everybody. So personal life are things that are more intimate to just about you. They might not be so much public news, so to speak. They're personal things to you, but you are willing to share them. You don't mind people knowing about them. So that would be like, again, you're married, you have kids, you have a dog, this is the town that you live in, this is where you're going on vacation. That's your personal life. I'm personally doing this, but I don't mind people knowing that life. Private life is the things that you do and the things that you know and the things going on in your world that are nobody's business. That's your private life. It is nobody else's business that I'm doing this thing. Nobody else's business, what me and my kids are doing. Or maybe you don't want people to know who your wife is or the names of your kids, or you don't post pictures of those type of things, at least not publicly for other people to see. So private life are the things that, and this is all based on each individual's discretion. So there's no, again, I said there used to be a line with this where people would, we mostly agreed, all right, these are the things we'll share. These are the things that we don't. But this line is being expanded to where people are taking all three of these, public, personal, and private, and just putting it all out into the world. I'm going to get into that as we get further into this episode. But the point that I'm making here is when it comes to the private life, these are the things that are just private to you. You don't tell anybody. You don't talk about this. You don't post it on the internet. Nobody is going to go looking for this because they wouldn't even know to think of it. That's your private life. Those are the things that is no one else's business. And again, I like this angle that John Thompson articulated a while ago. And we all have this choice. We all have whatever we wish to share publicly. Some of us get into personal stuff, as I shared, like what we're eating for lunch, who, are, who our kids are, who you're in a relationship with. And then the last tier is a private. This is relative to all of us, but we don't feel a need to tell you about it and you shouldn't be asking about it. Now, while some of us keep this private life tier alive as is, like these are certain things that we just don't talk about, it seems that many people are trying to push this line to where it doesn't exist at all, that everything is the public's business. 
people want to know, well, why isn't your, why are you putting your significant other or your kids in your videos or your posts or what kind of car do you drive? Where do you live? Listen, not everything that you do needs to be everybody else's business. If you want it to be that way, that's fine. If you want to share your business, go ahead, share your business. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. And you have discretion as to what you share and how you share it. That's the thesis of my argument here today. Now let's move on to point number two. Today's topic again is your business is not everyone's business. Number two, it appears to me and anyone who would like to offer some feedback or a challenge or agreement on this point, you can share it with me. You know the ways you can do that. People will share anything these days so they can get into the attention game. Now, I talked about this in episode 1989. You do not, I repeat, do not need to tell people all of your business in order to get followers or to get admiration from people or to build your business or to expand your brand or whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever one of those cute, neat little phrases you think you're doing right now. You don't need to tell people all your business in order to do that, to achieve that outcome. I told you in episode 1989 why you don't need to be famous. There are things that we used to keep private. Now, people are just putting them on display for everyone to see. I remember back in the days, I'll give you an example. Back in the days when I was too young to do anything, I was under the age of 18. Let's just say up to age like 12, 13. Where I grew up in Philadelphia, my house that I grew up in was across the street from a church. And the last time I was in Philly, my parents still live at this house. Now, this church... We were not members of this particular church. When I was really young, we used to go to a church, but not that one. We went to a different one. But this church would be used as a polling place for voting. So every time there was an election, my parents, obviously, they were registered in our, you know, in our neighborhood so they could vote right there across the street at the church. And they would always go vote either before work or after work every time there was an election. My parents always participated in the voting process. And here's the thing. In voting... And even today, they still have this. If you go vote, there is their voting booths. They used to have these big like boxy machines where you would go vote. And like when you would go inside, you would push a little lever and the curtain would close and you would vote. And it was this big clunky machine. Now they don't do it that way anymore. Now it's more electronic where you fill out, at least in the state of Florida, it is. I don't know how they do it in other states. But in the state of Pennsylvania, they used to have these big clunky booths. Now here in Florida, you just get a, you get a pen and you get a sheet of paper. It's kind of like a sort of like the scantrons we used to do in school and you color in the dots and then you go over to the machine and the poll worker instructs you how to put the things in there and you actually do it yourself. They watch you do it and they instruct you and guide you in doing it so that you know your vote is being registered. I guess this is the way to make sure everybody knows that their vote got registered and then it's done. But even here in Florida, even with the electronic ones, when you go to the little booth, it's not really a booth anymore. It's kind of like a table now to go and vote. They have shields in between each table so that when I'm putting my votes down, if you were right next to me, you can't see the votes that I'm making and I can't see the votes that you're making. It was something that we kept private. And back in the day, nobody ever, ever asked another person who they voted for. I remember when my parents were going to those voting booths. And they would vote. And sometimes I would even go inside. I would I think when I was really young, I might even go inside the booth with my mom. I don't think I ever went inside with my dad. I don't think I was ever with him when he would go. He would go after work. He would go vote and stuff. And I would sometimes ask my parents. So my sister and I would ask our parents, who'd you vote for? And they wouldn't tell us. They would. This is in any of you who's old enough to notice. My parents are in their 60s. So any of you who's old enough who knows this time, you know, this is how it was. You didn't ask a person who they voted for. It didn't matter 
what your relation, this is your own kids. So what are we going to do with the information? I don't know. But they would not tell us who they voted for. And they would even say it. I don't know. I don't remember ex- any exact words that were said, but it was an understanding that you did not ask another person who they voted for. But I do remember that one time my mom did tell me that because I remember the news was on. I was and they were talking about Democrats and Republicans. I asked my mom, are we Democrats or Republicans? She said Democrats. I said, why? She said, because the Republicans only work for rich people. <laughs> so I said, no, little story that is not directly related to what we're talking about here. But the point is, you didn't tell people who you voted for back in the days also. And this was and this wasn't even that far back in the day. Those of you who are, don't even have to be that old, you know, this one. You never asked people about their health. You didn't ask people about their any medical related issues. You didn't ask them, you know, have you maybe you would ask people something simple like or you would recommend something simple like, hey, women, go make sure you get a, a mammogram or men. Make sure you go get a you know, get your prostate checked out or something like that. Maybe you would do something like that. But that was kind of like a suggestion. You wouldn't ask people like, hey, do you have this disease or are you this? Do you have this sickness? Did you get this shot? Are you doing this thing or that thing? You didn't ask people about their medical health history. You didn't ask people about who they voted. None of those things were your business. You didn't ask and you didn't tell. And nobody would talk about that stuff. Everybody went and voted, but nobody talked about what choices they made. Nowadays, people announce, and, and I'm using these two examples specifically for a reason, and you might have already thought it out. You might have already sussed this out. Nowadays, you look at people, go on social media, you look at enough people's profiles, you're going to see individuals who the very first thing they tell you about themselves is number one, their political affiliation, and number two, their medical status. They'll tell you whether they took a shot or not, and they'll tell you who they voted for. <laughs> they'll tell you what side they're on politically. This is the first thing that people are putting out there, and this is on every side, whether it's you took a shot, you didn't take a shot, you're on this side of politically, or you're on that side politically. This is the first thing that people are putting out there to the world. Nowadays, we're taking these things that used to be, there used to be some sanctity of this being private. Now, everybody in the world is telling it. And then what's crazy is the people who are telling it, the people who are the ones who put this front and center in their lives, they want to make sure everybody knows that they took this shot, or they want to make sure everybody knows who they voted for. Here's the crazy thing. They want to know the same thing about you or they feel like you are doing them wrong because you won't share intimate information that they share, that you're not sharing the same way that they're sharing. It's the first thing they want you to know. And it's the first thing they want to know about you. These days, people are doing things like there's another way that we're taking private things and kind of making them public. People are putting their relationships on display. And I don't mean when I say putting on display, I don't mean something like are you proud of your husband or your girlfriend or your wife and you take a picture and post it? That's personal life. If you want to share that, that's fine. You take pictures of your kids and put them out. You just had a baby. You take a picture of them in the, they're still in the maternity ward. That's fine. Personal life. That's not brand new. All right. When I say that's fine, I'm not saying it's my judgment. I'm saying it's not brand new. We've always been doing that. But then you have things like, for example, I just read this article and this is one of the things that led to this episode. I was reading this article about Will Smith. The actor, Will Smith, one of the biggest, he may be, is it, I think it's arguable to say he might be the biggest actor in the world. Will Smith is one of the biggest actors in the world. I don't even watch movies or TV and stuff like that, but Will Smith is so big that I know who he is. Now, coming from Philadelphia, he's from West Philadelphia, born and raised, as he said. I'm from Mount Airy, not West Philadelphia, but Philly is Philly. Will Smith is in his GQ article, and he's in his 50s now. And I guess that Will Smith has decided that it's time for him to open up and just tell people more stuff about himself. Why? I don't know. I guess he's just decided that he's just going to do it. And he said he calls it the fuck it 
50s. That's what he called the fuck it 50s. It's time to just say fuck it. I'm just tell people everything. Why Will Smith feels the need to do this? I don't know. I guess that's just a good enough reason. It's just the fuck it 50s. And in this article, Will Smith is talking about how he's opening up. He talked about how he opened up more and how once he got a hold of social media, and he saw people using social media and he saw how easy it was because him coming from the film and TV industry that you might film something in you know, July and it doesn't come out till you know, eight months later or it doesn't come out till two or three years later when you filmed it and you can't share anything because the people who are doing the production and all that stuff, they're like, no, you can't share anything. You can't tell people anything because we want to sell it when it comes out. So Will Smith was, he explained in part that he was kind of conditioned to that. But when he saw social media and how you could take something and you could record it right now and five minutes later, give it to the whole world. Will Smith was like, man, that's, that's great. So he hopped on social media. He saw other people doing it, of course. So he started doing social media. Now, I don't follow Will on any social media platforms, but I have seen some of his YouTube videos and I liked Will's YouTube videos where he would do stuff like, I think one, he was doing like um, skydiving and then he would be traveling to all these different crazy places and he'd be in an airport talking and doing all kinds of stuff he'd be doing. It was like Will Smith, kind of Will Smith. He's just going and just experiencing life and having a good time. Those were interesting videos. They were well shot. He had a whole production team and film crew with him. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Great what Will Smith was doing. That part was fine. And I liked some of those videos. I haven't seen any in a while, but those kind of things that he did, I'm assuming he's still doing it was fine. Jumping out of planes or he'd be explained, telling a story of how he got on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and how he built his career. All great. But then there was this situation a couple of years ago, maybe two, three years ago, where he and his wife, Jada, she brought him on her TV show. I believe it was a podcast. I guess you, I guess you call it a podcast, podcast, TV show, whatever. It's on video. And she's sharing with Will Smith. And this thing went viral. I was not, it's a, I, again, I don't follow any of these people on social media. I wasn't subscribed to their stuff, but this went viral. So that's how it found its way to me that she brought him, the wife brought the husband on her show. And she shared with Will how she had stepped out on him, how she had had sex with another man outside of their relationship. And the thing that made it go viral was not even so much her telling Will that she had had this affair, I guess you can say, or we'll get to that in a second, that she had had sex with another man. It wasn't that that made it go viral. It was Will's face because these memes just kept coming out of showing Will Smith's face where he looks dead tired. His eyes are red. He looks, he just looks uh, not happy. Let's just put it that way. Not happy while his wife is sitting here telling him on TV that goes out to millions of people or let's say Facebook, wherever the show was. Everybody saw it. So whatever you want to call it, everybody saw this. Her telling him that she had sex with another dude, a guy who was like the age of her, of their kids that she had sex with. And Will is in GQ magazine because this gets brought up in the article in GQ. This is a recent article on Will Smith. You can look it up and read it yourself. And he was saying that, well, first of all, his first point was, and this, again, this is as the author put it. Now, the, I'm, I'm pretty sure Will said many other things, but a lot of it didn't make it into the article. But as the author shared it, Will said that her having sex with other men was not the only thing happened in a relationship, that he also was having sex with other women. Now, furthering this point, Will mentioned, and this is a quote from him, he's not thinking of monogamy as the only relational perfection. In other words, and I'm paraphrasing here in my words, and if, if I got this incorrect, any of you can catch me on this, that he's saying that two people being in a relationship 
being monogamous is not the only way to be in a relationship, that there are other ways that she can have sex with other men. I can have sex with other women. And that's OK. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's what he was espousing here in this point in the article. And that he and his wife have both had sex, sexual relations outside of their marriage. And Will also talked about how he was raised as a Christian and how in his Christian mind, because of the way that he was, the way that he was raised was that monogamy was the thing, because that's the thing in the Christian religion. But no, he's had a, a therapist and he's worked on himself and kind of worked through that and that maybe that's not the way that he wants to live, which is fine if that's the way that he's thinking. I cast no judgment on this man. I don't even know Will Smith. And he has also has this uh, quote where he says that through working with his therapist, he has realized that acting, quote, acting on an impure thought didn't make me a piece of shit. So having an impure thought, let's say, interested in an attractive woman, even though you're married, that's an impure thought, I guess. And acting on that thought, actually doing something about that thought doesn't make him a piece of shit, close quote. Now, again, I am casting no judgment on Will Smith, but this is all in this article that he knew he was being interviewed. He knew the world was going to see this. Fine by me. If that's how he feels, his life. If that's what you like, do what you do. My question is, why the hell does everybody in the world need to notice? That's what I want to know. Again, Will Smith did not need to do this or share this in order to get more attention, more fame, to make more money. Uh, he already has all of those things. He's already, again, as I said, arguably maybe the biggest actor in the entire world. Why does he need to share this? Why does he need to tell us that he and his wife are not in a monogamous relationship? Why did he go on a TV show with his wife for his wife to tell him that she has sex with another man? Why does she need to go and tell the whole world that? Now, I understand the man may have said something first, but why did they need to go and confirm it and put it on TV? Why make it? Why add fuel to that fire? Why do that? Why does he need to say these things? Now, again, I'm not saying that he's wrong for saying it. And I'm not even saying that. And I'm not even saying that he's wrong for putting them out into the world if he wanted to do it. My question is, why do you need to put this out into the world when you're already known? And I guess maybe it's the fuck it 50s. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Is anybody here listening who's in their 50s? You tell me. All right, is this what happens when you get into your 50s? You just start telling people all your private business because you're like, fuck it, I'm gonna be dead soon anyway. So let me just throw it out there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just spitballing ideas here. I'm not saying that you're gonna die, but this is what I'm just wondering why he needs to put this stuff out here. Now, I understand with Will Smith in his case, he has gotten on social media and maybe he just loves the idea of being, being able to tell people all of these things that he has been maybe not telling anybody for the last. Let's just say he became famous at who knows what age he was. Let's say he was 20. So now he's 50 something. So for 30 years, he didn't say anything about certain things that were going on in his life and in his head. Now he feels like he has the space to just do it. So now he's taking 30 years of quiet. And he's just putting it all out there as fast as he can. Maybe that's what he's thinking. Again, I don't know. I'm just speculating here. And also, Will Smith has a book coming out. It's going to be kind of like a memoir, autobiography-ish type book, which he teased a lot in this GQ article, which I think that's the reason the article came out because it's kind of like a kind of like promo for this book that's coming out whenever it's coming. And he's you know, kind of figuring out what parts of his life he's going to share in the book and how much of his business he's going to tell everybody in this book. And I guess his book needs to you know, obviously the book wants to make money and he probably needs to make back a rather large advance that he probably got this, the size of his star power. He probably got a pretty large advance for that book. So he needs to earn out that advance by making money on this book. So I guess all of this is part of the 
lead up to it. And Will Smith is pretty good at doing lead up and selling stuff. He's been a very good salesperson all of his life. Maybe all of that is part of it, but this is the whole point that I'm making. You don't have to tell people all your private business to make sales. You don't have to tell people everything about you to make money. You don't have to put your private life on front street to draw more attention. You can get all of those things without putting your private business out to everybody out there. I'm just trying to figure out when and why did all of this stuff that used to be private become necessary for the whole world to know. It's as if it appears to me that with some people, I'm not just talking about Will Smith here, but with some people, it's as if the more of their personal and private business they put out there, the more that maybe, maybe people are looking at it as the equation is, the more of my business I give you, the more you're going to like me, the more you're going to buy into me, the more you know about me, the more authentic I am, the more quote unquote real I'm being. And the people who already know you, and I mean, actually, let me back up. The people who are already known, the people who are already embraced, the people who have already created success, so to speak, they're the ones who are leading the charge on this. And that's the part that I'm not getting. I would get it. I would understand it. And I might not even, now I'll probably still do a podcast on it, but I might, I wouldn't be talking about it from this angle if it was a bunch of unknown people doing it. If it was a bunch of unknown people who you or I had never heard of, and they were just putting all their business out there trying to get attention and trying to get likes and comments and followers and brand deals, I would say, okay, well, they're just putting themselves out there because they're trying to get known because nobody knows who the hell they are. I would still say, hey, you don't have to do it that way, but I get it because nobody knows you. So I understand. But what I don't understand is when a person who is known and a person who has followers and has an audience is doing it, why are you doing it? Now, we already know you. You already made money. You already have an audience. You got a niche. You can make money doing these things that you've been doing. Why do you need to put your business out in the street? And what happens then, and this is the other thing, that when the well-known people, the successful people, quote unquote, are the ones who are leading the charge and doing this, here's what happens is that the people who don't have success yet or is not as known as they are yet, they see them doing it. You see a Will Smith doing something like this. You see a whoever telling people about their what they do behind closed doors now, I guess, is open doors. So they're telling everybody about it, talking about their relationships and talking about their sexual choices and preferences and all of these things that nobody needs to know about. Now, the people who follow them, these easily influenced people who are their fans, now they're like, OK, well, this is what the leader is doing. Maybe I need to do it. And then it becomes a whole now the whole public starts knowing it. So it starts with the people who are most known with the most influence. And this is why they're called influencers, because the things that they do and say influence other people to do the and say the exact same thing. So this is, is like a trickle down effect to this. So right now you're seeing a whole bunch of known people doing this, but it won't be long before you see people who you never heard of doing these same things. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Why did I need to know that? Moving on to point number three. Today's topic again is your business is not everybody else's business. Here's the other side of this, the other side of the coin that Many of you may be aware, well aware of the stuff I talked about in point number two. But here's the other thing in point number three that I don't hear too many people talking about. The things that used to be the most public, now we don't talk about anymore. Or if you do talk about them, you run the risk of, quote unquote, offending somebody. Not really. Or you run the risk of maybe saying the wrong thing in the wrong place, maybe saying something in a safe space in which you're not allowed to say it. And it becomes this whole big deal that you're saying something that used to be a benign public statement. Now it's now it could be looked at as verbal violence. <laughs> Things such as, for example, if someone was to announce today, any of you who lives in the USA, if someone was to walk into a room and announce that they are a proud American, is that or is that not 
a possibly controversial statement in certain rooms and to certain ears these days. I would think most of you are nodding your head and saying, yes, it is. Even whether you believe it or you don't believe it, can we agree that that's kind of become a controversial statement to say you're proud to live in America? You're proud to be an American. There are people who live in America just like you who actually be mad at you or upset or call it violence for you to say that you're a proud American. What about saying that you support the police, that that's a political statement now? There was this video, a viral video I saw maybe a week or two ago on a college campus. I don't remember what school this was, but there was two kids sitting inside of what looked like a student lounge. And some woman walks up with a video camera. So she was she was trying to draw some attention to herself. She walks up with a video camera to these two kids and they're the two white kids, males, and they have their laptops out. And one of the kids with the laptop has a sign. He has a sticker on his laptop that says, I think it said Blue Lives Matter or it said I support the police. It was some kind of positive support for police statement on the sticker. And the girl is filming him and she's talking shit to him and basically challenging and attacking him for saying and not for saying, but and saying, hey, you have that sticker that is supporting police. You know, you're that's a violent thing to say. No, you shouldn't be saying things like that. You shouldn't have those kind of statements on your laptop and basically going at him because he has a sticker that says he supports the cops. When the hell did that become when the hell did that become something that you're not allowed to talk about supporting the fucking cops? But this is where we're at now. This is something that used to be public. Now it's a political statement that you shouldn't say. Wearing your religion on your sleeve you used to get a reaction. Like people used to come out and say, well, listen, I'm a Christian or I'm Jewish or I'm Catholic or I'm whatever, I'm Muslim, whatever religion. Most of us would hear that. If you're not that religion, you would say, okay, fine, cool. You're that religion, cool. I respect that. Thank you for sharing. And we'll move on to the next topic. Nobody cares. Now, if you announce your religion, you got to be careful who you're saying it around because you might offend somebody. So, because, so you can't say anything. You can't tell these things. At least we still applaud people saying that they have a family, at least for now. All right. And remember that I said this, mark my words. There may come a time when you announcing that you have a family, announcing that you're married, announcing that you're a mother or a father to your children, announcing that you are in a relationship and taking care of your household, that these may become these may become statements that you can't make publicly anymore. And these used to be the things that were public and now they're private. So they basically switch sides. We take in the private things like what we do behind closed doors and what we do in our intimate lives. And we made those public. We need to tell the whole world about that. Then we took the things that we used to say publicly and proudly, like I'm proud to be an American. I support the cops. I'm a certain religion. And now we don't talk about those anymore. Now you got to be careful when and where you say those because you might offend somebody. Isn't that crazy that all these things have kind of flipped around in a very, very short period of time? This has only been the last 10 years. This is not something that's happened. This is not like a 50 year process. This has been like the last 10 years. These things are flipping around. And all of that being said, let's recap today's class. This is really me just letting you know what the point is in point number one. Then I'm just giving you some examples in point two. But you can tell me what you've seen in your life as far as these things go. The topic, again, is your business is not everybody's business. This is about how much of your own life you feel the need to share with the world in order to get validation or acceptance or whatever reason you're trying to do it, because a line is being pushed all the time. My argument is you do not have to do this. Number one. Point number one, John Thompson, legendary basketball coach, said there's a public life, a personal life and a private life. And I love this angle. You do not have to share your private life, whatever you consider to be private. You do not have to tell the whole world that I don't care what everybody else is doing. You don't have to share all of your private business with the world to get acceptance. Number two, people will share anything to get into the attention game these days. But I told you in episode 1989 that you don't need to do this. Back in the days, my parents would go vote. I would ask them who you voted for. They wouldn't tell me. 
And even back then, you wouldn't ask a person what their medical status was on anything medicine related or doctor related. You didn't ask people about that because it was private business that was not to even be asked, let alone to be told. Nowadays is the first thing that people put out there on display. I gave you an example of Will Smith and his wife taking all of their private business, just putting it out into the world. Why? I do not know. They're already known. They're already famous. They've already made money. They have followers. Why do they need to put this stuff out there? I don't know. And what happens when the most known and quote unquote successful people are doing this, then it trickles down because they are influencers. It trickles down to everybody else. And then the people who you never heard of, they start doing this stuff and it becomes normalized. So this is the direction that things are going. And number three, things that used to be the most public now, we don't talk about it all. Now we've taken the private and made it public. We've taken the public and made it private. Now you can't tell people you're a proud American. You can't have an American flag. You can't support the cops. You can't tell people about your religion because all of those things might be violent now. Now people take those as people take offense to you saying those things when those used to be public things and benign and people would hear it. It would go in one ear and out the other. Now it becomes a whole point of contention. You could lose your job for saying these things nowadays. And all of this change is taking place just in the last decade alone. I don't even know what conclusion we can draw from this because it hasn't concluded yet. All right, this is, it's still going. So where this is going, I don't know. Where it's going to end up, who knows? But I'm just putting y'all on notice and letting y'all know what's happening here. You tell me what you've seen. Send me a text if you want to get my daily motivation text. I send it out every day to everyone in my text community completely free. My number is 305-384-6894. Any of you who wants to be coached by me directly with three specific things that I focus on, strategy, execution, and accountability for that strategy, personal and professional development, Go to the link down below, workingyourgameuniversity.com. Sign up for a free call with me. Let's talk about where you're at, where you want to go, how I can help you get there. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone, free of charge, 305-384-6894.